Nice work, mate. Yep. Because I know yeah. I would forget. We would just start talking about it and then that's it. Um, yep. Well, uh, speaking of talking, so uh, this is a Nexus Knights. This is the Temporal Trek Nexus Knights. Um, yeah, so we are doing a recap of season three. If you really want to, I was going to say thanks very much, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we're doing um, uh, yet again another season review. This is our third yeah. of Enterprise, yeah. so we are uh, three quarters of the way through the long road, and we did the Zindi arc or Zindi yes. storyline. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever it's going to be called. Um, so I guess first impressions. It, do you know what? I think this is something we said before, but I really enjoyed season three. And this time, I really didn't enjoy season three. <laughs> it started badly, had a dodgy middle, and then finished really well. Basically, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's not yeah. a season that's entirely finished, if, given that we've got uh, one episode that we're going to keep coming back to a couple of times. Um, so we're not entirely done with, I suppose, elements of season three. Do you feel like because we watched it in the way we did? that is what changed your opinion of it or it was there actually no in, no in, no if just, you went back uh, and just watched it as it was yeah i just i don't know i don't know what it was because as i say i was really looking forward to season three and you know thinking oh this would be good and it gets really good and it just it just didn't get going until right at the end i think you know I, i'm a big advocate if i'm honest of like long seasons of star trek i i, I find these 10 season arcs and 12 season arcs and stuff disappointing because I just want more Star Trek. But mm-hmm. I have to say in this case, <laughs> it, a 10, 10 episode season may have been a blessing. I, I was going to look up and I haven't got around to doing it. I was going to look up like the, the episodes and stuff. And I mean, we've got all those. Uh, I mean, last night, funny enough on pick on, on British television, there was a mm. uh, Rajin. Mm-hmm. I watched Rajin and I mean, really, <laughs> you know, just us picking one randomly out of just happened to be on. Yeah. Just not good to start with. It's just boring, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, and then of course you've got Extinction, which I'm sure you're you're looking forward to bringing up at some point. <laughs> Me? Extinction? No. Completely forgotten about that one. What what was that episode again? I, I have no idea. I don't think it's important, certainly, not into exactly, the, the, no. the long <laughs> Oh, I'm being joined by a cat. Hello there. Oh nice. Uh, there we go. Uh, so, if, yeah, listeners are listening in. That's Millie. Um, yeah, it's. I, I've gone back and listened to our season two review, oh, yeah. and it 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 kind of felt similar in what we're saying here. In that um, we've got a lot of really dirgy episodes right at the beginning of the season, and it it got better. And there were there were things that we enjoyed more as we went through the season. Um, and there were some really good ones towards the end, but ultimately, uh, you know, it was sold on this premise that it was all going to be an arc, and because it didn't deliver that, I felt yeah. disappointed. Mm. I I thought that I genuinely suppressed memories of things like regime, things like I don't know, maybe extinction, um, just mattering, you know, that there were little nuggets being planted mm. that yeah. would eventually then come up and the point when uh when we get to the the council i think it is and then countdown where archer's basically trying to win the council over and selling this idea that actually you're being played to by the sphere builders the evidence that he presents is only from two episodes 
like it's not the fact that that they went back and said oh by the way in this particular episode we picked up this little clue and that led us to this and he didn't paint the journey that they've been on i I mean i think not to be fair that's not the right word but i think they did do it throughout this Mm. season but such little bits that it had no real effect and as you say actually towards the end the Mm. things they talk about comes from a couple of episodes so i mean what was the point of those you know if you're going to do an arc do an arc and there's a whole another discussion about whether an arc is a good thing and all the rest of it and whether that works for star trek mm. and you know that that's a different discussion but if you're going to do it do it you know don't yeah. have all these pointless episodes i mean like what's the other one with old uh, tarquin i mean that's another you know potentially there could have been yeah. loads of developments from that they could have had all sorts of stuff going on they could have put all sorts of little things in there that that um Oh, she takes away with her and stuff, and you know, and basically nothing happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just well, in that episode, that's the one that's sort of screaming out in in my mind is that you know, Hoshi was given a book by mm. Tarquin, yeah, um, and it's supposed to be from a, a civilization thousands of years ago, which is about the same time the spheres start popping up. So for for them to then pick up a bit of. I don't know, yeah. Zindi lingo or backstory or lore or just build the world of the expanse and, and have Hoshi become now this expert in the history of the region because she's reading yeah. up on the material um, and build up Hoshi's part, given how yeah. essential she is later in the season. Yeah, um, exactly. Because it, it, you know, Hoshi's importance at the very end, yeah. it all comes about from one reptilian happening to see her translate aquatic once. You know, mm. it's not based on the fact that she's an expert. It's, it's based on a, a, a hunch that he seems to have that she would be good at decoding, which, as she even says, is a completely different language. So it, it's yeah. there's a lot of logic leaps that you have to take that aren't cemented in the, in the arc. Um, that I think... I don't know. Is that a frustrating thing for us because we've seen arc TV and arcs being done so well lately and we've lived with it for 20 years, whereas this is the yeah. beginning of that? I mean, I know DS9 did it years ahead of it of Enterprise yeah. and did it so well that yep. it's still seen as a benchmark. However, you know, TV hadn't quite caught up and mm. this is a different team, essentially. Um, do you feel that we're being unfair because it's it's us looking maybe, back? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right there. I mean, I think you know, even at this point, you've got Sopranos and The Wire and stuff going on, haven't you? You know, yeah. and they're doing it brilliantly. Now that yeah. doesn't, you know, and but you're right. I mean, the rest of TV to, has taken time to catch up with that. I think, and let's be honest, there's plenty of shows that don't do it very well. Yeah, <laughs> very true. But this just, I mean, I just think there's a lack of commitment. That's the problem. You know, even if they committed it and committed to it and didn't quite get it right, I think it would be seen much more favourably. You know, as a, as an early attempt, and, the, and you're right. I mean, the problem they've got is that they're comparing to DS9, and and you know, Star Trek hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't got better since then. There hasn't mm. been a better Star Trek than DS9. Talking of where we are in the in the in the timeline as such, I'm. Strange New Worlds is is getting good, and it'd be mm. really great to see next season two and see what they do with it and how they take it, because yeah. that I think is potentially going to be really good. I think Picard nearly did it for me. I you know I'm much more favourable of 
Picard than a lot of people, and I think actually it was pretty good. Mm. I don't think it quite hit the mark, but I think it was pretty good. Mm. Um, but Enterprise sort of sits in this weird spot where it, A, I think people have got a thing against it because it being going back and all that stuff and all the, the reasons that people don't like Enterprise without actually watching it. <laughs> but I think, you know, to be fair, the, 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 the heralded season three improvement and the arc doesn't hit it doesn't they didn't do it mm. you know and i think i do i think if they'd really committed to it then i think it would be seen as a much better season and mm. it would you know would sort of redeem enterprise in lots of people's minds because it was a, a good effort mm. absolutely yeah uh with the um with the season um do you feel that because we are picking apart the episodes and trying to look for it that there is also that element to it as well that if if we were just watching the season just because it's on just because we flip through the channels that because i you know I, i've heard this on lots of other podcasts who uh when they're reviewing a show it feels different to when they're actually mm. watching do you feel we're being too critical as well um no not really i don't think we are i think you're right to some degree I think you do, you know, when you're watching it for a reason to, to talk about it, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe you do look for holes or not even mean to look for holes, but see holes that, that are there. Mm. But I don't think even, I don't think we're the most critical of podcasts, really. I think actually we're, we're yeah. quite kind to, to Star <laughs> Trek generally. You know, we've got yeah. our groans and moans and, you know, sort of funny things that make us laugh about <laughs> it, really. But I think actually we're quite, quite gentle when it comes to criticizing <laughs> star trek um so i no i don't think so i think we you know i think it deserves criticism mm. um you know i think there's a lot that it did get right it's, it's you know what it is is it's not a bad season of star trek yeah it's not a great it's... season by any means but it's not a bad season there's some clunkers in there where there's some clunkers in every season of star trek i mean let's be honest you yeah. know we're going to you know, we're going to go and watch TOS pretty soon, comparatively. You know, and and as great as that is, and as much as you know, I, I think you were the same. You know, you, well, you started with TNG, really, didn't you, rather than TOS? Yeah. Whereas I started with TOS on, on, you know, watching the reruns and stuff, and I love it. But actually, when you watch it, a lot of yeah. it is quite difficult to watch now. You know. And there's a lot of clunky episodes in there. You know, the first season or so is really good. There's, the season two is pretty decent, but season three, I mean, you know, <laughs> again, it's easy to criticize season three, but there are some real bad ones in there. Mm, you know, yeah. so no one's going to produce a perfect season of TV. Very true. I think they could have produced a better season of TV than season three. <laughs> but, it, you yeah. know, as, as a season itself, it's not bad, not mm. terrible. Yeah. I mean, I think going into it, at least they they knew that there was something they wanted to do. Whether they delivered on it, I suppose, is is up for debate and what we're actually talking about. Um, but I suppose the one benefit that the season three has over season one and two that we've watched so far is that there was at least a direction. There was a reason yes. for them to be doing it. Um, season one and two, as much as it was trying to be, you know, the spirit of exploration it was supposed to be the long road it was supposed to be you know uh going out and exploring and doing the boldly stuff it, it 
because it was directionless there really wasn't a point of you know we're going out to settle the first human colony but we need to find a viable planet and along the way we have some weird and wacky adventures they didn't set a thing yeah um and i think given that this is the age of the start of the exploration it's not the golden age which we get in sort of the 24th century where you know federation is arguably at its strongest um because this one had the potential to show us the very beginning they could have set a mission every season and it doesn't necessarily all have to lead to it but it's the thing that eventually leads to it and we see if they succeed or fail um and and i think that's something that at least season three has done yes and i think actually to be fair i think this is a weakness of season four Mm. not that we've actually and i've not watched it fully through for a long time but you know watched a few odd episodes here and there Mm. And I think it's a real weakness of season four, actually. In some ways, they lose that direction. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because they go for the like, the, there's two or three free episode arcs, isn't there? Mm. Mm-hmm. There's at least two. I think there might be three. Um, but they never, again, I don't think they ever quite hit the mark again, really. I mean, this is really interesting when we start to watch season four because I haven't seen it in its entirety for a long time. So, um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think season three deserves a lot of cr- a lot of praise actually hmm. for an at- for the attempt. Yes, I just wish they'd pushed it that bit further. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they'd really gone for it. Hmm. Um, then I think that it would have. Uh, I think in the same same way as the, the Temple um, Cold War. Uh, arc is that they were given something and it just they didn't go for it and that was something we said in the previous uh, season roundup is that there were so many potential things that they could have explored and set up and knew that they had in their back pocket but just didn't want to bring out Um, and it just felt like this did was going the exact same way that for some reason they just picked that one thing um and decided to just solve it in the last five minutes of the season, you know, the, yeah. the last few. And yeah. as we've seen by watching it in a Temple Trek way, you really have to sandwich all those episodes together. You can't watch them spaced out over a set of weeks. You really need to watch them as a cluster to really yeah. get what's going on. Um, I mean, I wonder and- that's an interesting point. I wonder whether actually streaming is is doing a disservice to it as well. Mm. The fact that you can watch, you know, seasons, you can watch five episodes in a row. If you watch the first five episodes of season three. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a slog, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't yeah. even know what they are, but I know, you know, sort of. <laughs> um, and so maybe, you know, maybe in a, a w- watching weekly way was actually made it much easier to watch in some ways. And we are so used to now watching in in sort of five or six episode blocks, you know, mm-hmm. that you have to write in that way then, because that's how people watch it. True. So maybe, so, you know, again, maybe we're being harsh on it, but. <laughs> well, I'm just bringing up the episodes now, in fact. So okay. um, as we did with our previous one, we'll just have like a quick sort of look through okay. and and see where maybe the point of, us thinking we were disappointed sort of set in it may just be okay. you know episode from episode two onwards 
who knows but we'll find out uh, so we actually started i mean technically we started in the expanse which is the last episode of season two because yeah. really that is part yeah. of the arc and there have been a couple of times where we've gone back and said well actually if you watched expanse zindi and then maybe the next episode and then just went right to the very end mm. it almost makes its own sense you could have just in your head filled in the enterprise picked up a few clues along the way and off they went yeah. um you know, there are a couple of allusions to other episodes, but there we go. Uh, but the first episode is the Zindi with the discount Darth Vader uh, in the uh, in the, oh, <laughs> in, in the mine. I mean, here we go. Trellium D. Trellium yes. D was something that was set up right mm. at the very beginning. Your ship is going to need it. Otherwise, you're going to start falling apart. Yeah. It, it happened for a couple of episodes. Then all of a sudden, didn't really matter for ages. Yeah. And then it all popped up when apparently um you know uh someone's been snorting it you know she's been melting it down putting it in her veins and trying to get high on emotion very strange <laughs> i don't know how a substance that, you know that insulates you from uh anomalies also makes you emotional I, you know it's a multi-faceted material absolutely. um absolutely uh, but yeah <laughs> any thoughts on the zindi and you know the setup you know as a first one as a first episode of the season did you feel like it was a good way in um, I just think that dude with that—it <laughs> just ruins it so badly. It's yeah. so bad that it ruins <laughs> the whole episode. Because once you've watched it, you're just mm. waiting for that bit. I can't even remember what he says, but you know that bit where he shouts bizarrely, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, "Oh God!" And then I don't know. It's all a bit. I don't know, the, the, the Zindi guy is a bit watery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's a bit like, mm, who cares, you know? So, but it's not a bad start to the season. It's not, you know, it's not Spock's brain. <laughs> That's the standard we're going to work to. Yeah, yeah fair exactly, enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a good, I suppose it was a good uh, introduction to the Makos, even though they'd been on board for at least 17 oh, God, weeks yeah. at this point, and yeah. they should have known them by now, but hey. Uh, <laughs> but they were too busy getting where they were going. Um, yeah, I suppose as a setup to say, right, this is what our ship can do. This is what we're capable of. At least it gave the Makos their, you know, five minutes of fame to establish these aren't red shirts. They can actually yeah. do something. Yeah. They're not just going to be thrown away and killed off every week, yeah. which they may eventually start being, but <laughs> at least it establishes they might be a force to be reckoned with. Um, in the anomaly, uh, that's when we met the hockey pod, uh, hockey puck pirates oh, all right, of yeah. their their pads yeah. and everything and their twisted faces yeah um and we went straight in with archer torturing yes. someone yeah now this is yeah. this is one of those little plot threads that were mentioned a couple of times all the way mm. through yeah but it seems like such a small scene now looking back mm. having watched season three yeah and fairly believable i mean what they they shot up the crew they stole a bunch of stuff admittedly resolved within 45 minutes but <laughs> wouldn't you stick him in an airlock you know pretending to to shake him up a bit um at this point well it's really interesting because i think no hmm. really i think this is what they do with archer i mean we've spoken about this so many times you know they just switched him up to this insane, like maniacal, you know, <laughs> ruthless archer that he just has never been before. You know, yeah. he's not that character. He's, a, he's quite a gentle character generally, except for his angry bits. 
you know, he's, he's sort of bipolar. He's sort of poor old Archer, isn't he, really? He's like, you know, he swings from one thing to another. So, yeah, again, I mean, and again, that's the only bit you take out of that episode. I can't remember any of the rest of it. No. You know, just like, just sort no, of... Um, we encounter the sphere for the first time, or a first sphere, uh, but there's no... Uh, Again, I'm being unfair. I'm judging it by based on what we've seen today, but with the MCU end credits moment, it's not that this is when the sphere builders are aware of the Enterprise being in the expanse, and we get a little ha 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 mustache worthy post credit scene. Um, it's just presented as something that exists in in the expanse with literally no foreboding or anything. Um, which I mean, fair enough. That maybe that's a choice. That is a decent choice that they pick up pieces, um, but. It, it, it again it doesn't really cement the fact that it doesn't have to be in season three if you were watching um for the first time yeah oh yeah there's a sphere uh, this is just yeah. something that exp- it exists uh now we get to my favorite episode of all uh, extinction. extinction possibly the most important episode of the yes. entire season um, a masterpiece in my opinion mu- yes absolutely no monkeying around at all no um <laughs> but yes, Archer, Reed, and Hoshi uh, being transformed into monkey men um, yeah, and jumping around uh, quat and all that. Yeah, literally. Oh, men- what I like about nothing. it is that the restrained acting that they, they use to to really give, That's give true. The, the alien race a, a real feel of reality and and sort of you know a, 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 a sort of a respect that they deserved. You know, absolutely a very grounded performance. I mean, yes. if it didn't win awards, I think they were robbed. To be yeah. fair. I agree. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, did it mean anything? In the end, did it mean anything? No, no. <laughs> that little box just sitting on the shelf with like the potential to turn the entire crew uh, into monkey people. Uh, yeah, that I don't, I don't really don't get <laughs> where the decision making came from. Yeah. Like, where in the writers' box um, am I going to be shouting through and sort of saying? What was that all about? I, I don't know. I still do not know. When they were breaking it down, uh, there's a whiteboard somewhere in history. Yep. If I time travel back to <laughs> California, to that writer's room, there's a whiteboard, and someone thought that was a good idea for an arc of TV. Yeah. Uh, were they going to go back to it? Were they going to bioengineer something using that? I. It, it baffles the mind why they took this, this time out. Ah, oh, it's so weird. So weird indeed. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to say about Instinction. It's such a useless episode. It is I mean, okay. Uh, in previous episodes, we've compared it. Is it worse than the seventh? In that it is so inconsequential. No, it's not worse than the seventh. It's it's, it's there's not a lot between them. It's, there's a thin <laughs> thin line between the two of them. They're pretty bad, the pair of them. <laughs> but it's not quite as bad as the seventh. Exactly. At least it establishes that uh, Flox is so good at curing diseases that he can do it in six days yeah. as opposed to 60 years. Um, then we get, actually, just mentioned Rajin. Oh, God. I watched it and, last uh, night so I could go into an in depth review, but I'm not going to go it's for it. That'd be rubbish. <laughs> Awful. Again, we we establish that they are trying to get as much bio data on humans. Yeah. The reptilians presumably tried to make their bioweapon, which will be mentioned later, yeah. but there is never a direct tie back to Regine and no. saying, well, based on the information we got, we don't find out what happened to her, no. where she went. She was silenced when she tried to stand up for Archer and, and the humans. Um, there was nothing, no consequence no. whatsoever. No. Um, 
and yet another one on that whiteboard that if you if i went back and i wanted to time travel but make something that was so inconsequential that it doesn't have that many butterflies i think just rub extinction and regine off the board (laughs) no difference whatsoever other than the fact we wouldn't have wasted an hour of our lives re-watching the episode um uh, speaking of a, another sort of not so consequential one, Impulse, the one with all the uh, Vulcans having oh, their stomp yeah. musical in the middle yep. of the Trellium field. They're after Trellium D, then they find out they can't use it. So they've set up this thing only to find out it's utterly useless for them because they've got a Vulcan crew member. And yeah, uh, they blow up just, a ship. Yeah, exactly. Three quarters of an hour wasted. Yeah. You're and just, uh, no point yeah. was that mentioned in the setup. At the end of season two, did they mention, oh, there is a ship out there, maybe go and find it, you know, uh, figure out what happened to the, and then give us the name of the ship, and then we'll find out a few weeks later. No, they just come across the ship. That was no, it. no, they do, they do mention it. Oh, all right, it okay. Yeah. Okay. When, no, they mention, the... is that the one where the, they get the footage from? That's I a different so. ship, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, I thought that was the same ship. I just assumed that was the same ship. Well, see, I was, oh. this is what we don't know. Like, I didn't know if that was a different ship. Oh, right, so, maybe it isn't. Uh, yeah. Now, um, oh, well. having looked ahead, I have watched what will be the first episode of season four, which is Home. Yeah. Uh, and there is a moment where they mention back to Impulse. Okay. So it it will become important next season. Yep. But as far as season three is concerned, there is nothing they learn. There's no database they download or anything like that. That is consequential. So weird. Uh, we've had him already. Uh, Tarquin is our next episode, so Exile. Exile. Another point, another... I mean, we discussed him. I reckon <laughs> we should just move on from Exile straight away because yeah. we've already mentioned that, and I don't yeah. want to mention that again because it's bad. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, we move <laughs> on to the shipment and shipment. possibly oh, the ah. first relevant yes. episode. Yeah, exactly. and it's... season Episode 7? Episode, episode eight, 7. It took us yeah. seven episodes to actually be relevant to yeah. the arc and yeah. give us a character that we never met again. Yeah, exactly. We yep. got Greylick Durr. We got him. Yep. Uh, he, was a, he was a cool customer with some f- very fine fashion and threads. But, uh, you know, other than selling out his species and helping Archer yeah. and trusting him for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he tainted the shipment. That allows them to follow the shipment, and that allows them to then eventually track down the weapon. Um, but again, seven episodes to get to the point. Any thoughts on that? Well, it just is. It sort of reinforces what we've been saying, isn't it? It's you know, seven episodes wasted. <laughs> you know, or well, six episodes wasted and one decent one. Mm. What's next? Because I'm guessing we're probably going to waste that one as well. <laughs> uh, well, what's next is that um, Archer and uh, Topol were just walking down a corridor. Some anomaly comes along. Oh, he knocks yeah, him yeah. on his ass, and then he yeah. woke up. He woke up the next day in sick bay, and oh, okay. that was well, it. Yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was. It, it was probably in the twilight hour, hours of the night of the previous episode. Yeah. So yeah, it was probably that. Um, but again, so, I mean, I know this is you know it's a great episode, mm-hmm. but it is a wasted episode. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Literally, like in the end, nothing happens. No. <laughs> so yeah, you it, know. it resets itself in its own yeah, episode. Exactly. Great story, but pointless in an arc. Yeah. With this one, 
is this yeah. one where actually watching it temporal trek way as much as we love the episode and enjoy what happens um because it is establishing that in a parallel universe there could be a set of events that happen where earth will be destroyed it at least keeps the tension going that there uh, yeah, is okay. the mission out there yeah maybe? i'll give you that yeah yeah would that would that make it a better episode that way if people wanted to watch it this stupid way <laughs> no it makes it's much better to watch it in 45 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um north star the one with the north cowboys star. again another i really enjoy this episode mm-hmm. you know it's it's i like it but it's utterly pointless in the arc <laughs> utterly i mean it's ridiculous yeah it really is I, I, I we've said it in the episode as well you know why not establish now there are a set of humans there's someone that they can go back to if they get you know their asses handed to them in combat they can go and re- resupply at the north star planet and we get to ca- you know catch in with them every now and then um but nothing um similitude the cloning episode i hate this episode <laughs> i hate it I don't know why, but again, I mean, it's sort of pointless as well, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. Trip dies. Well, Trip gets injured really, really bad. Mm-hmm. He's going to die, and then he's alive again. And you could have just yeah. left all that out, you know. Mm-hmm. You know and other than re- revealing that Trip now is in love with Topol, yeah, uh, which only gets told to Topol. I mean, Trip doesn't realize this at the end of the episode. This is something he's actually going to spend the rest of the season catching up with. Yeah, um, yeah it. it there is no bearing on the mission and the arc. It is a no. nice love story bit if you were to make the yeah. the journey with those two characters, but it really has no bearing at all. Um, another one where uh, Archer goes through a door, disappears, comes back two seconds later after handing a roster to to Trip. Um, apparently, it's called Carpenter Street. No idea what the reference is there. Um, but we've got bioweapon material afterwards, yeah. so we've got three knocked out or dead reptilians. And a bunch of bioweapon material, so, which should have hacked back to the regime as well. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a pass because I think mm-hmm. it does add something to the arc in mm-hmm. some ways. It doesn't add anything to the arc exactly, but it does tell a story about what else is going on with the reptilians. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give that a, like a fifty percent fits in the arc. <laughs> it, it almost fits in the arc. You don't need it for the arc. Yeah, but. I'll, I'll go with that. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that means there's four episode gap before we get back to exactly. the arc from two episodes from a... <laughs> in the arc so far. <laughs> one and a half episodes in the arc. Very true. Uh, next is Chosen Realm with Steve, um, God, the yeah. leader of the re- uh, yeah. religious people. Again, at least it mentions spheres, but ultimately, yep. does it play to the arc? No, it doesn't. But it's a good episode. I enjoy this one. Mm. I, I think it's a pretty, pretty decent episode, but again, you know, nothing happens <laughs> that really makes any difference, except they lose their database, which just puts them back. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it just put them a, a setback from when they haven't even really gained that much anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, moving into proving ground, it's when Shran comes back and they're oh, yeah. testing the first. Yep second prototype weapon or okay, whatever it well, is yeah yeah I mean, this is in the arc isn't it i think it's in the arc it, it's there um we get a, an allusion to sort of history in bikini atoll but 
does it really change anything? The fact they tried to steal the weapon only for then the weapon to be destroyed anyway. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we move into stratagem. Uh, this is a much more personal story where they're trying to uh, get um, uh, Degra to trust them by oh, yeah, yeah. altering his memories, sticking worms yeah. inside him that he didn't ask for <laughs> yeah. and putting him in a simulator um, and tricking him into thinking it's the future. Uh a good episode, bad episode, has good to be episode. part of the arc. And I think it is part of the arc. Although, again, you know, Degra completely forgets what happened. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like they, they managed to convince him of anything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so maybe it's not part of the arc. I don't know, really. I mean, yeah. At this it's point, I'm sort of losing happened. the will to live. This is awful. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know we've said that it's bad for an arc, but bloody hell! I mean, we've got two two episodes, three episodes, maybe in in the arc so far, and mm, I know it's bad, isn't it? And the thing is, like, the next episode is then Harbinger, where they finally show us who oh, yes, the Sphere yes. Builders are, only for us to really not know what the Sphere Builders' intention is. I mean, yeah. we've done more than half the season at this point, and. We still have no idea who the real enemy are. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all Harbinger is. Literally, yeah. they find one of them, and they still don't know if he's a bad guy until he puts his hand in the warp core. Um, <laughs> Dr. Daughters, literally, Phlox has a bit of a yeah. hallucination whilst they're stuck in, a, in an anomaly. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Again, no, no real knees there. And yeah. another inconsequential one, probably a favourite of ours, Hatchery. Oh, hatchery. Now, this is where it really gets good. <laughs> I think I don't believe you. What a waste of an episode. Yeah. It's not even a good story. It's just, I mean, it's so ridiculous, the whole thing about not realising that, that Archer's been affected for like mm-hmm. 42 minutes or something until they finally go <laughs> at the end. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, which means it's, 18 episode 18 is the first episode where they finally go to azati prime and try and find the weapon based on maybe two bits of information from two previous episodes that's it um and one of those is them uh, torturing someone to get information out of him while putting worms in his head um so that's azati prime into damage because the enterprise gets taken out by the reptilians And then up to The Forgotten, which is tw- episode yeah. 20, which we all sandwich together because it happens in such a quick succession. Yeah. Um, I yeah, just get what The Forgotten's about, though. That's the problem. That's, that's <laughs> the one when he has to write a letter or something, isn't it? That's it. That's all The Forgotten yeah. is, is them yeah. fixing up. Um, yeah. Degra then gives them a new mission to go somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than Azati Prime. Yeah. And, yeah, they have to write letters and, and, com- and commiserate the loss of their crew members um, in a war situation. There they go. Um, episode 21, we have E squared. Now, another <laughs> one where, like, we kind of enjoyed what it was, but yeah. ultimately, it, again, yeah. doesn't need to happen. It's no. not like E squared tipped them off. And, you know, no. we've been around for 120 years. Yeah, exactly. Here's, we've reconstructed the database for you or something. Yeah. You know, uh, it, there's so many things they could have done with the time travel element and the ship that's supposed to have been out there the whole time that could have been helping them this whole time, exactly. but isn't there. Um, then we get the last three episodes all sandwiched together, the council yeah. into countdown into zero hour into a little bit of what is Stormfront, which is actually season yeah. four. Um, and the enterprise wins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's Brilliant. it. 
all of it. They, they were yep. they were trying to convince the council. They convinced the council. They then yep. uh, were betrayed by the council. The reptilians yep. go off and do their own thing whilst the rest of the council help them. And it's just chasing a weapon from the other two episodes until Archer um, sticks a, a grenade onto a reptilian's back and detonates it. Um, done. Done. Episode done. That was season three, That's everybody. That's done. Thank you very much. <laughs> Considering we just spent, what, 10 minutes discussing the season and exactly. actually only 30 seconds of it was relevant to an arc, a Zindi yep. arc. Yep. Um, yeah. There we go. That says That's everything, it. I think, it about does. season three. Yeah. Fun. There are Good, great moments. Goodbye to season three. Yeah. Hello, season four. Please, yes. may you be better. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, uh, with season four, it's coming up. We're going to be moving on to our home and we're going to uh, carry on from there. Uh, and like and like you say, lots of little mini arcs to come. Yep. There we go. Right. Um, done. We got this- through that. Oh, I know. We couldn't have got through the actual season three that quickly, on it. <laughs> Maybe this is what we should do from the get go. Yeah. Um, uh, before we go, uh, where can people find you, Dan? Academic Trek forty seven on Twitter. Absolutely, and of course, we're wherever you find Temple Trek. So before I get cut off by Zoom, um, and it's been great to have you. Uh, thanks for listening. It's just Nexus Night, so there's no real sign off. No, goodbye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this latest Nexus Nights episode. If you'd like to get in contact, you can search us on Facebook or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Or you can find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. The show itself is a work of pure fiction on my part. And all the views and opinions I express are my own and are not reflective of the rights holders of Star Trek. The intro music, The Dust Clears, and the outro music, Changes, are by Jim Hall. Check out his work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek Nexus Nights is hosted on Anchor FM. If you enjoyed this content and would like to support the show, follow, subscribe, review, and of course, share on social media for me. And I'll catch you next time. Done. <laughs> there we go. Yep.